Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to J.Ill, the podcast. I am here with my sister friends, Laia St. Clair. Bonjour. Who's looking lovely in pink. Yes, you like my sports bra? It's lovely. (laughs) Thank you. As I am in a nightgown. And... Aja Graydon Danzler. Hello, I'm here. Present. Then when you're little, you say present here. Here. Who looks naked. This is a perfect Zoom. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm appreciating the, the tan lines, ma'am. Yes, oh. honey. I got a little brown in the sun, darling. Yeah. I feel like very excited about it. You've been living life. I've been living a little bit of life. Yes. And actually, no, a lot of life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Because you know, as well as I know, that us artists... Now, a lot of people been cooped up in the house, but we, mm-hmm. we <laughs> have had nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. <laughs> people have been calling me, AJ, what you doing? I'm doing nothing because wow. there's nowhere for me to go. So, yeah, I mean, in the last few weeks, the change between what it was like for the past year and a half until now, it's like a flood of work. And so yes. I've gone from having zero to do to all the things to do, darling, yeah. which is a blessing and a wonderful thing. But, um, you know, again, this year has been very trying, particularly for me. And I have been shocked to see, you know, how difficult it's been, I feel like, for artists to be honest about that journey. And not just during COVID, 
but the overall journey of being an artist. Because so much of the work we do is about image, is about what we portray out to the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like that desire to look and appear booked and blessed, mm-hmm. you know, as they say, yeah. you know, keeps us from being, you know, authentic with people and, 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 and feeds that, that desire in people to other us and make us feel like we're just some sort of non-humans or like everything is always perfect or we have all this money or X, Y, and Z. I saw a so, couple of things during COVID. Some people were really like, I'm, I'm sitting in the house I'm, and I'm in the house bored, you know, and they were <laughs> just being real authentic with that. And yeah. some people were getting dressed up every day and hmm. on Instagram doing photo shoots on the, on almost like, you know, three, four times a week. You trying know, to figure it out. I, I mm. guess it's hard to, um, you know, when you're accustomed to working, when you're not working, you know, it's hard to to sit down. You know, a lot of people could not sit down. But a lot of people didn't know if they were allowed to sit down and they were supposed to be sitting down. That's the confusion part, right? Like, am I supposed to be like being really creative because we got this time? Right. Or am I supposed to be chillaxing? Right. It's, it's, or am I supposed yeah. to get the sleep that I haven't had in 20 right. some odd years? You mm, know, right. but then at the same time, I'm noticing, like, I ordered a refrigerator, right? I, uh-huh. I ordered this refrigerator mm, three three months ago, and I'm still I still have like 16 weeks left before I get the refrigerator because the people that work in the factory making re- these fine refrigerators are not they're they're quitting. Yeah, they're quitting. People do not want to work. Mm. Because they've had an opportunity not to work and they they found out what life can feel like and they figured out how to live minimally as well. And they're not coming to work. People are quitting left and right. They're like, I'll just, you know, deal with my stimulus check. And they're not in a rush to come back to some of those uh, some of those. uh, What do you call it? Conditions. Conditions. That's That's going on in a lot of industries going on in the airport in the airport industry as well. Like they're saying that, you know, they hiring TSA because TSA ain't coming to work like they was before. It's man. So, So now we're you know, we're in this country where everything was based off of progress and uh, creating um, some kind of products uh, of commercialized society where everything is basically commercial to sell this, that, or the other. And now what? People are not really interested in the the booked and blessed portion of the show. Yeah, I mean, (sighs) I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we bought into, um, well, I'll put it this way. You know, capitalism is a really powerful drug. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't feel like you're at the helm of that ship, like, you know, obviously there's there's a little bit of a, you know, a big shine on being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that part of the, the deal. But unless that's, you know, the picture that you're trying to paint, people are just not interested in feeding the beast anymore. Yeah. Yes. You know? Working for the man. Working for the man. Right. Working for the but, man. But the gag, the gag is... If you're working for yourself, there's also a bit of a grind culture, you know, rejection that has to happen, too, because the whole how do I appear? Because people don't think that entrepreneurship is a real job. They don't (laughs) think that artistry is a real job. So you have to appear like you're working all the time for people to think you actually working Mm -hmm. or that there's value to the work that you do. And I think there's been a big pushback on that, which I'm actually pretty thrilled about because, you know, I don't I don't care. My work 
I got six kids. I bees at work. I don't right. care what's going on. I'm at work with my eyes open. Work. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I've noticed that I have a girlfriend who um, I don't think she she's ever really sat down in her life. I, I don't I don't think she has. All she does is work. She's an artist and she actually lives a couple doors away from me. And I swear I'm taking a walk and she's hopping, you know, get in the car to go catch a flight. You know, I'm bringing in my groceries and she's just coming back from a gig like she stays working. Yo, can I say too? even shout out to some of those people who even when you do go on vacation, you do take a break, you take all your work with you. I I know that's a big addiction of mine. Like I don't I, I don't remember the last time I've been some places, some beautiful places, but I'm usually taking a microphone with me. And it's funny because I really want to give some love and credit to our now former producer Eve's who kind of like remix my mind on the sense of like working mm. for a living in your spirit. You know mm. what I mean? And how much you need to give yourself a break. And, you know, we talk about frolicking all the time, but I think sometimes you just, you know, you, you we do this for a living. So you forget the, the lesson that you've learned in your work. And I think some of that, you know, it's, it's different uh, breakdowns as to why people don't feel like working anymore. I feel like I feel like there's maybe at least three to four categories as to why. Maybe you like your STEMI, maybe you did it or whatever. But one of those breakdowns I feel like is how much of your spirit and yourself you are giving to working. Mm-hmm. And, and what is that work about and what is it doing truly for your spirit and for others? I don't know. Just, yeah, and then uh, what what is the body capable of? Because I'm gonna yeah, tell you this, this past weekend. Is, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because this past weekend, Fatina and I were in Chicago, and and then we had to fly back from Chicago to the to New Jersey for one day, Ooh. and then fly back to Chicago the very next morning. And so we're talking about early morning flights, late night working, and then back on an early morning flight, then back home mm. into the thick of the family situations, and mm-hmm. it's like. That used to be my life on mm-hmm. a constant and in my 20s and my 30s and I'm 42 now. And I ain't going to lie to you, after one weekend back to work in the ways that I used to work. Mm-hmm. So I've been back to work for, for a couple months now, but this, this was the first time that it was starting to look like it used to. Mm-hmm. And I came home and was like, I don't know if my body can do this anymore. Mm. And, you know, Fatina and I have a little joke no, at the end of the video with Snoop and, and Dr. Dre, the do, 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 do. That mm. next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next episode where he's like stumbling into the house in what looks like four o'clock in the morning after partying <laughs> all night. Yeah. But Tina and I, you know, have a joke sometimes when we're coming home from a gig and we feel like Snoop and we'll just both go. And it's like... You know, do I want to be 50, 60 years old doing the Snoop walk into the house? But I'm living the dream. I'm booked. I'm blessed. I'm doing my thing. I'm wearing my pants. They're like, girl. And I don't want to say this. And I know there's going to be some people listening who are just like, well, at least you're doing what you love. And Mm -hmm. I do know that. I do know that. But is my body in the place where I am in this part of my life? Am I doing myself justice? Like, Like Laia said, have I learned the lessons? from these conversations that we've been having. We'll be back after the break. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. 
I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. One of the things that I've gotten out of athletes, you know, talking to athletes is the preparation that it takes or people who run marathons. You know, there's you don't just jump up from, you know, a pandemic after doing nothing and eating all everything that you want. And then all of a sudden you jump up and then you're on somebody's stage and, you know, you're you're working 16, you know, 17 hours or whatever the case may be on somebody's set either. You don't do those things. You have to prepare to to work, period. No matter who you are, you don't just jump up and run a marathon. You you know, unless you're really young, if you're young, then then that those kind of things happen. But it doesn't it doesn't necessarily happen for a lifetime. You know, you've got look at Serena Williams, you know, like incredible athlete. But, you know, there's sometimes you just have to take a briz egg. You just Jill, can you can you talk about because for real, for real, I'm just remembering that some of this conversation stem from I think I'm trying to remember if it was a conversation that you and I had. But on that note of like, you know, the grass is greener because you look at Jill Scott and you go, she's she's a singer. She's got all these TV shows. But we had a conversation just about like the stresses of being like number one and self-worth and what that means on a set when you mm-hmm. are number one and what comes with it. I don't know if you I mean, you know, we can edit. So tell me if you feel comfortable talking about this. But. I, I do because I had to learn. I, I definitely called some folks to find out and what tell them what that meant. means. Number one on the on the on the call sheet. Number one on the call sheet means if you are not there, then the shit falls apart. Primarily, <laughs> that's what it so means. What you're saying p- is I'm the number one on the call sheet of my life. Yeah, uh, exactly. But on a on a on a TV show or on a, on a film set, if you're number one on the call sheet, you typically you typically do work the most hours. You probably have the most face time. The responsibility is a lot bigger because when you come in, you set the tone for the day, for everything and everybody, including catering. You know whoever's mm. cleaning up. You know you set the energy. So if you yeah. you're stinky and you got a bad attitude, then the day is going just like that. It's a lot of Mm -hmm. spiritual energy because you have to zoom out. You have to emote all of this positive energy and this, you know, let's keep going, guys. Let's get it done. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, anytime after the the time where you're supposed that you're allotted to do the work, you know, the union charges a lot of money. And you know what I'm talking about, Mm. Agent Laia. You know, like on stage, if you go over, it really is a thousand dollars a minute, a minute. In the eighties, it was a thousand. Oh, right. Okay, in a minute, yeah. Every minute minute. that you go over on stage is a thousand dollars. So, so, you know, you're you're uh, as number one, you're mindful of that. You're Mm. mindful of every actor on your set. You know, you try to make sure that everybody's welcome and and feels comfortable to do the job. So, yeah, you got to do your job and know your lines and know your placements. And, you know, you have to also really create a lot of camaraderie every day. So it is it is um, team leader. It's yeah, your team leader, basically. Yeah. And it's it's easy to be severely exhausted. It's very easy. It's the same, you know, with a film or television. It's you. It's up to you, New York, how this energy is gonna go, and that. It's that up part, to you, New York. It's up to you, New York. You know how the energy is gonna go. It's man. Yeah. 
It reminds me a little bit of the process of being, um, and, and I think you have, and you can speak, you should speak to this too, or I hope you can speak to this as well, that you're number one on the call sheet, but then also too, before COVID, you were about to go on a major tour or yeah. were on a major tour yeah. in which that same kind of energy exists in your right. music space as well. Yeah. So you're managing that same energy in every, you know, in, in every pocket that you that you're present in. That's a lot. It is that, a lot. So I'm, I guess I'm, you know, the definition of booked and blessed. Right. Uh-huh. You know, because I... COVID happened. I had a couple of months, which were great to catch up in in life and living. But then the work showed up. It showed up in ways that I just I wasn't even looking for. But I said, what what am I going to do? You know, this is an opportunity. Right. That's the conflict. Right. Because you're so blessed. It's like, yeah. Please talk about the opportunities. The opportunities, honey. Yes. So, you know, even with this show, J.L, an opportunity to talk to my homies. Yes. You know, just talk about life and, and 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 work and moving forward and growing up, you know, because there's, you know, I know you guys have heard us say this before, but it it was great being the young girl listening to the elder women chat about life and love and, you know, moving forward like that was just fly. And that's what we've been trying or, or attempting to bring to you, you mm-hmm. know, an opportunity to hear your aunties because, you know, for some of you, your aunties are 23, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so they've, See? you know, not to say that they aren't smart or that they haven't accomplished much because there are a lot of super accomplished, you know, young people these days. But there is a life experience, too, you know, that is really uh, valuable. So having the opportunity to share this um, has been awesome. Then, you know, here comes Mahalia. You know, huge opportunity to to lose myself as an as an actor, you know, in a character that has a lot of layers, a lot of layers. And a part of my job has been to get in line with her, get in line with Mahalia Jackson and also to put on some pounds, which has not been my which has not been my favorite part of this. I know it's not. It is not. But. I have to do the best I can to represent her the way that I feel that she deserves. And then Mm -hmm. I'm writing a project for myself because I have a chance to do that, too. So I'm (laughs) writing a project for myself and that I have to turn my body around Mm -hmm. right after that. Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) This booked and busy business is right here. I'm I'm a shining example because it doesn't seem like the work stops. Probably because I enjoy it so much. Probably because it half kills me every time. And I feel so accomplished when I'm done. When it's something that people really enjoy. I feel so good about that. And then I go to sleep for three weeks. You know? That's what I was going to ask you. Let's talk about the self-care. The now. crash. But yeah. let me tell you, self-care first, but... I, I want you to speak to the crash because I okay. think everybody has the crash and oh, then yeah. they learn the self-care after having had survived the crash. Oh, yeah, that's kind of how it works initially. I'm still working on this part about the whole self-care the whole time. I know you are. Because once right. the job starts, I'm in, you know, and mm-hmm. nothing else matters but finishing the job because you have so many people relying on you. You have so many. You can't get sick. You can't because... What happens to the whole lighting crew and their pay? 
What happens to the makeup and hair? What about the, the extras? What, what about everybody relying on you to take good care of you? I know that that touring initially, that first couple of years of touring, I banged it out. It was two years of straight, straight touring all over the country, all over the world. It was exciting and wonderful, but I didn't know that I don't work like the Roots, for instance. Mm-hmm. They they just get up and do it. You mm-hmm. know, they go from bus to to stage. I don't I don't have that. <laughs> like I learned by you know getting pneumonia three times and ha- having to be hospitalized several times because I was trying to keep up with what you know the world was doing. This is how artists work. And maybe they still do. I don't know, but I don't do it like that anymore because I I can't I can't sustain that. But I learned that that's not who I how I get down. Youth creates a space sometimes where you don't really see you see yourself as being invincible, mm-hmm. and or maybe it's not that you know that you're consciously thinking of yourself as being invincible. You but aging, you are though. <laughs> no, but but, but you, you know you what? Are, I had a very different experience. Even though we were doing the same job, I just, you know, I had a very different experience, but the but the intensity of the work was there. But that feeling of having everyone depending on you. Mm-hmm. And see, another thing was like, you know, I went through multiple pregnancies throughout my touring experience. And so I never wanted to feel like I was the person holding everybody back. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we got to stop because age is slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to stop because age, age is this. Oh, we got to stop because age is on X, Y, and Z. And it wasn't anything that my husband said or did. He was always trying to get me to sit my ass down. But I always knew the truth. It's, it's that truth underneath. Yeah. You know, people talk about artists being catered to and X, Y, and Z. And, but the truth underneath is, yeah, we're catering to you. But if you don't show up, none of us gets paid. Right. If you don't do such and such, you we it's all depending on you. And so I knew that. And I knew that also, too, for my family. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we we did well for ourselves, but we were a very much functioning like a regular working class family a majority of the time. We're not talking about large amounts of money. We're talking about more money than the average family of our size, obviously, because this is the music business. But we're also, but we are talking about an environment where it's like very, very, very real life, like out of a bubble type shit. You know what I mean? And so at the time, it was like I pushed myself because I felt like I needed to, mm-hmm. you know, and I had the body and the youth to do. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not even thinking about that, you're pushing yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Yeah. It is. Your, your body, your body and your brain can meet you where you are and you're like boom boom and then people are like oh but you're pregnant I'm like shit I'm 22 years old. I'm 24 years old like I'm good and I was healthy I was eating right I was like I'm I'm good I enjoy my my, my work you know what I'm saying but I think the, the sacrifice to do it it's people gonna just don't see that part everything that you do though everything oh, that yeah, you do sure. did you ever see a ballerina's feet Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Males. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, all of that dedication and pain and, you know, it's because you have this this goal in mind that you want to dance this ballet or you want to be on the cover of this thing or you want to be respected amongst your peers. Like, you you, you put in the work for what you want. Uh, 
But it seems like that 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 mindset is changing, and it seems like there's a new generation that's like it's gonna be interesting because you're right. There's so much discipline in that, and with the feet thing. But I just feel like this new generation is like, yeah, but I'm still gonna take care of me first. Yeah. I'm not gonna let that thing take me out, though. I wish I had that mindset at that time. I, I do, do. But I don't, but I don't know if I do because I don't know if I would have. That's the thing, right? Like. I wish I did in a sense of self-worth and appreciate myself. But then I'm like, would I be where I am? Here's the here's the question. Let's look at let's look at a megala star like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. The kind, I personally think that she is the hardest working woman in mm-hmm. in pretty Agreed. much any industry, mm-hmm. anywhere. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. OK, so <laughs> had she not had that work ethic. Right. She wouldn't be Beyonce. Yeah, but but here's the thing. I'm not all the way sure if all of us, I mean, we see the accoutrement mm-hmm. of being Beyonce, but does does anyone really want to be Beyonce? For real want to be Right, Beyonce? I mean, because like, once she's in that wanna, mind state, she probably don't never let that go. Like, you always right. think you got to work hard, 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 even right. when she's... Yeah, d- I mean, we all want to be Beyonce, but do we really want to be no. Beyonce? No, no. I, like, so. that, I mean, I think, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that gig is filled. Baby, that gig is filled, and um, I don't know. I mean, well, think about Michael Jackson. Like, you know, that was a lot of work. He put in a lot of work. My God, you know, I. Mm. I mean, Prince. They sacrificed their bodies. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you sacrifice your body. Like Prince was like, "No, I, I'm gonna wear these heels, no, regardless of how this hip is feeling, mm. because this is I'm giving y'all everything, everything." And I'm, that's, that's, but that, that's a it, part but. of you know this gig to there's a lot of selflessness in the entertainment industry in general there's a lot of that you know look People I'm don't happy I, I know that I'm very happy to have the jobs that I have but I'm also happier to know what I can do and what I can't and I've had to turn down some things some really great things because I was like that is not that's not reasonable I can't do that I, I can't do that I would love to do that, but there is no way. You know, when when one job is is done and I've been gone from home for five months, you know, my family is visiting me. When it's over, I'm pretty much depleted. You know, I'm I'm pretty depleted and I, I need to recharge and refuel. And that that doesn't necessarily come with being on an island somewhere. It comes with being home and taking out the trash. Just realizing you know, this. It takes, yeah. yeah. And cleaning my own dog on bathtub and, you know, just mm-hmm. seeing what my son is talking about in his face, just watching mm-hmm. him do stuff, you know. Right. Just being home. That being in the rhythm of your own of my own life. So yes. I don't forget who I am and I don't forget Amen. what matters. Yeah. Because that's that happens. It happens to a okay. lot of people. Oh, I just said to somebody the other day, I need to rush home from this gig. I need to get on the airplane because I want to go home and go grocery shopping. Yeah. Like, I just want to I want to have my groceries in my house. I just I, yeah. listen that I, I say it over and over again. And I think uh, Tarjay yeah. probably owes me some money. But um, I'm, Ooh, I'll yes. say it again. That moment when I can put my my earbuds in and listen to some awesome music while I'm in Tarjay for oh my hours God, it's so awesome. with my coffee. Oh, and my pe- oh. my little peace of mind. Oh, oh, that's everything. I feel so much better. I can't yeah. even explain it. I got a bunch of shit in my cart that I don't need. Don't need. You know, 
that I don't Listen, need, but I take I, all I, this honey pot. Yeah, but I enjoyed the ride. All this honey pot. Oh, I'm not a fair pot. I love so honey pot. Keys. By the way, get my keys. That. Girl, that little tingle, girl, that little tingle is uh, all the thing. Nice nobody time, warned huh? me, but I was here for it. You know, nobody like, told <laughs> me. Nobody told me. And my I know this is better like, than the Dr. Bonner tingle, so it's cool. Go ahead. Boo. Yes, my, my daughters were like, "Mom, do you know that these that these have a little?" I said, "I do now." Oh, yeah. I know now. But hello but, and good day. Hello yes. and good day. <laughs> How are you? If you don't know what honey pot is, it is a um, feminine wash that. It's, it's supposed to help balance your pH. And um, it's, it's a nice time, I tell you. It's, it's a, a nice time. time. It's a nice time. And it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a black woman owned as well. Yes. So there's that part. Honey pot. Honey. Honey. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I get off. My kids know what my routine is. And this has been forever. I come home off the road. And the first thing I do is clean. Mm. And, well, first I cuss everybody out, not real cuss words, <laughs> but I go off about whatever's either, whatever is broken, whatever was not done, what I, what I called and said, dude, I, I go off and then I clean. And it's like immediately, like I don't even sit down. I come in the house, like even today, I got home from Chicago today. First thing I did was sweep my bedroom, sweep the bathroom, sweep the steps, go off. <laughs> and then I have to record it. You don't even now. have to do this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, it's fine because, like I said, it makes me feel like a normal person and it yeah. also makes me feel like I'm back in control of my life. Bettering and your I'm shit. Back, and, I'm, and I'm back, you know, creating the space that I feel responsible for and that makes me feel at peace, you know, mm. and there's no amount of work outside this house that can actually replace that. And I think that, you know, it does a thing on the psyche when you're in this particular business, when you're not able to do that. When you mm-hmm. can't reconnect with the with home and you can't reconnect with family and you can't reconnect with your own rhythm, then that's how we start getting out of whack. Mm-hmm. That's when you start really seeing artists in particular lose their damn minds mm-hmm. because they don't have nothing to tether them. They don't have anything to to anchor to. Yeah. And that can oh, happen. We saw really that easily. in the beginning of the COVID, some artists, you know, on Instagram kind of looking like they lose. Yeah, because a lot it was of people crazy. were losing it though. You know, yeah. just being stuck at home, not knowing what to do, um, being a part of the grind culture. Mm-hmm. You know, just not having don't know. adoration in their face. Right. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do I do now? Who am I without all of this? Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you I, just say for the adoration? Mm-hmm. I did. Not the adoration. I, Girl, you I said did. a word. Yeah, you I said a know, word. This is my first time in J.L. history, I think. I'm th- thank you for bringing attention to that, H.F. Reel it back. Reel it back. Say it again. <laughs> I, said, I said adoration. That's what I said. I said no, adoration. No, seriously. Because that right there is a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is a drug. It is a drug. And it will have people thinking they are something and someone that, that they, they are, are not. Not. Uh, not. Well, what I say. Right. And I'm like, I can't take it. But. I want to speak to something really quick, though. Mm-hmm. And you talked about being uh, the the being number one on the call sheet mm-hmm. and, and that the idea of, of, like I said, having this responsibility that comes along with your work. Let's talk about like being independent and how mm-hmm. that's been that's been romanticized. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's you, boo. 
that's you making the t-shirts. That's you designing the shirts. That's you putting <laughs> them in the box. That's oh, you Jill, sending them off. Right. That's you pressing up stuff. That's you. That's all yeah, you. logos, though. Come on, Wait a son. minute. That's Bye. all you planning the thing, calling the people. Skate parties, starting the air up. We what? Bringing And Tour. providing entertainment while after you've done all the others. That you part. You know, like, girl. That's and I'm in school. What? Right. And I got six kids. How and I do it. And I do it, do it, do it. Okay. That's, that's, what, I feel. that's what I feel. I love like. y'all. You better that's translate this I shit. I feel Asia. like you are, you know, you are one of those people that the, I, I I would put a I would put a cape on you, hun. I would. I mean, that can't be heavy, don't see, it, Asia? That can't be I heavy. Wanna, I want to take this opportunity. I know is, you're a human being. I know yeah. that you're flesh and blood, that you're a woman, that you have concerns that are deep. You have thoughts that they need airing, you know, because you're a friend. OK, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. I look at everybody the same way. I, I don't think that Beyonce had need a friend, you know, and, <laughs> and have them. You know, I don't I don't think that she doesn't have to take a walk sometimes right you know right, right. connect with herself I, yes. that's the problem you know I, I got this right. whole thing with being on pedestals like it's just mm-hmm. that's the problem but yeah. it's also a lot of people's desire and goal to be placed on that pedestal yes oh, oh. wait 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 Ooh. do we have another one <laughs> ding 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 shoulders, ding shoulders, I just shoulders. think they're dangerous I think they're dangerous well yeah it is, is dangerous look We'll be right back. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in LA. 
I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I got to take this moment to be transparent. Like, yes, all the things that y'all said about me, those things are true because that's my life. Mm -hmm. But I miss a lot of themes. You know, I miss a lot of stuff. Just it's the reality of things. I'm going to, there are things that are going to slip through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? Like my house, I mean, like my house, there's, there's paint peeling. There's, you know, I, I might, not Mine get to too. the laundry. I might not get such and such and such. You know, Me if I'm either. working, I got to put off 15 other things in order to get these other, this thing done. I'm prioritizing. I'm prioritizing, but I'm also, it's hard to prioritize when everything's a priority. Mm. Oh my, speak, say it again. Wait, say what? Say it again, please. It's mm. hard to prioritize when everything is a priority. Yeah. Okay, we if both got you, one this episode. Yes. Stop. Please believe when you see me doing something, there's <sighs> something else of equal importance that's mm-hmm. not getting, getting done. done. Oh, and I have to say that because I look at myself often and I'm always trying to reconcile the things and the ways I need to be in appreciation of myself mm-hmm. and, and look at myself and see me like, y'all know that, that meme on TikTok, like, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch. Mm-hmm. You doing a good <laughs> job. I mean, I'm, my life is always somewhere between bitch, you doing a good job and sis, you just step it up, bitch. Get you yourself together. I thought I was going to wash clothes, but then I thought, why? <laughs> right. I was going to fold my clothes, but then I thought, why? <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. 
<laughs> like, Listen, it's somewhere the in between there. Somewhere that, in between. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> and and trying to be successful mm-hmm. at your work because really at the end of the day, this becomes the thing that validates all of it. And Child. people don't talk about mm. that the work and what you have done in your work. And that's always the thing that people come for. Like I mean, in the internets, it's like, if you say something that people don't like, well, that's why you ain't got no Grammy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you just a so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why such and such is better than you. Mm-hmm. That's why you ain't got no money. This is why, and this is not just for artists. This is just a regular people. It's like people going to come for what they can outwardly see in terms of what you have done financially in your work, in your life, and then come for your neck. That's so why becomes, your personal life is so effing important. Vital. It's mm-hmm. so yes. important. The first time, and I believe the only time, I cannot think of any other time that I got called nigger. I had just finished dancing with Prince till four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it, it just tickled me. It just it just tickled me. Because here are these young people coming out of the club and the comment was get back nigga, step back nigga. And they all laughed. No, there was, you know, I was just standing out there by myself looking up at the stars. Like, my, 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 did I really just dance with Prince till four in the morning? This is my life? I probably, I don't know. I think I probably told you guys this story already. But no, I didn't. Oh, no, not with, is this the young blacks coming? They come out the club? No, they anything? were white. They were. Okay. They all looked like they had just finished their Amber Crombie and Finch photo shoot. I love that you can't even I pronounce it. Whatever. That's how black you, that's how black you Because exactly. I don't wear that shit. Right. It ain't got no colors. It's gray, <laughs> gray, pale pink, army green, and navy blue. Amber Hoobie and Hobby. Well, anyway, they all, you know, came out of the club and they said, step back, nigga, get back, nigga. And I, I was like, I said, and they laughed. And that's what made me know that they were talking to me. Nobody else was out there at the front of the Roosevelt Hotel in L.A. And I said, excuse me. And they laughed again. Ha ha ha. What a wonderful night that they've had. And they're laughing again. And, and then I said, OK, maybe I'm just being, you know, maybe that's a song. I don't know. You know, chill. I had such a wonderful evening. And um, the guy says, shut your mouth when a white man is speaking. And then I knew that they were talking to me. But because I had had this wonderful evening, because one of my dreams literally just happened, you know, I started to laugh. It it was hilarious to me that you're being this, you're being disrespectful. You don't know me from Adam and you're being so disrespectful. I laughed. And then I followed them laughing. And I continued to to follow them laughing and they they started speeding up. And I laughed more. I laughed so much, the tears was coming out of my eyes. I laughed so hard. I was in a cypher with Stevie Wonder and Prince in my dressing room. <laughs> Fuck you. Sure. You have no idea where I've been and what I've done. And I love I the diabolical laugh. Oh, it was diabolical. Right. See, the diabolical even. Girl, I like that. I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to use that on my kids, actually. running. <laughs> they started running to their car, which tickled me even more. So I was laughing at them with tears running down my eyes. That's how funny it was. It was it was ridiculous that, that they would spend their time to call me out of my name 
not understanding who I am and, 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 and any part of it. And then Alexis, my assistant and dear friend, pulled up in that nasty Mercedes that we <laughs> had rented while we were there. And I watched all of them get into whatever that was, some kind of Honda, Hyundai, whatever that was. I, but I watched all of them, you know, the, the, the three couples pack themselves in this car and I got in my car and I rolled down the window and I laughed at them more. I, it was such a pleasure. It was mm. such a pleasure. It's that balance, yo. Mm. It's the, the knowing you know, you can't, you can't destroy me. You can't belittle me because my life is juicy and sweet. It, it freaking drips down my arm. But damn, yeah. that damn Jill Scott and her food references, I swear to God, it always go back to that. It has it. to, it has yeah. to. Cause that's Come on, juicy and sweet life. Come on, It man. is a it juicy drips. and sweet life. Yeah. And the balance the of that is having that's friends the key, and right? family that I love, that love me in return. COVID definitely gave me some space to get rid of some folks that that don't love me right. Like, mm. right, you got to go. You know, look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people who will allow you to hang out way longer than you should. We're, but, we're all really lucky, you know, to be able to, to work, to get jobs yeah. that we actually like to do. You know, that's what's up. It's just the balancing of it all. Because if you're just working and you're not living, then you're not living, period. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, we are so blessed. I wish people understood that, like, this blessing came with a, a journey, mm-hmm. a lot of trauma. I'm like, this blessing I'm in with these three podcasts came with uh, three years of living on my girl's couch. So, I, yeah. I don't recall. See, I'm not in it like that. Yeah. I, but every time I saw you, every time we spoke, you never felt heavy or burdened or troubled or... And That's not maybe, my... Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. re- recall that. Maybe you were holding on to that for a, a later time. But I always saw you as um, somebody that really, really loved. Like, you know, we, we always talk about the way her parents love her, you know. Yeah. And your friendships, you know, I never saw... That's because I also value the... the I acknowledge energy. You know, I just text uh, Mumu Fresh today in the sense of saying to her, like, I was re-listening to this episode that we did and I just appreciate your energy and I appreciate the energy that it takes to give off that energy. Mm-hmm. So mm. the energy. I, yes, I want to show in gratitude. I would just, I want to be a part of your replenishment because I understand personally that I never, like Jill, I, I, I try hard not to give people a heavy energy because people give me heavy energy and I know what that mm. feels like. So yeah, a lot of times, especially depending on where I'm seeing you, if you want a work situation or something like that, I ain't about to drop no shit on what the real deal is because I, and I also know that I'm goes back to that booked and blessed thing. Cause I am blessed. Cause I do have that love from my parents. I do have this couch to sleep on. Thanks to my whole relationships with Philly. And I'm not, not even going to get into that, but like, because I'm steadily being blessed. And I know that that point that I'm in is not going to stay that way. Cause I, I, I just know. Cause I love her and I just know, I know, I just feel like at this point I can say what I deserve. I think if, and you, when you hit your forties, you're like, I know I deserve more than this couch and I know God see me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ooh, so, I, I know. know God sees me. Hello. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, you on a, you on a road today, like, <laughs> come you on. You on a road today, on just, today. I, I can't let I the know. episode go by without giving this little perspective. Okay, go get it. For the black folk. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that. Say? Right. 
I said for the black folk. Okay. I know that right now that we are hearing a lot of energy around black excellence Mm. and business and being out there and really like grinding hard and doing the things and generational wealth and all of these different things. Mm. I do want us as a group of people (sighs) to keep in mind that some of the things that we are not receiving from the society that we live in will not be fixed by our abilities to work ourselves to death Mm. for anything, whether it be something that we created or something that someone else created, that we, our bodies have been on the line from the very beginning. And that I encourage us not to just hand our bodies over in the name of righting some wrong that wasn't our original sin to begin with. Mm. You want to build something, build it. But if you want generational wealth, if you want all the answers to these problems and issues, we're going to have to fix and and somebody's going to have to atone. That's not on us. And I want us to remember that even as we go out and we innovate and create and work and do the work that we feel like we need to do, just know that there are some people who 100 years ago had wealth. And because of this foul country and the way that it's been built, that their families lost it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to the family Shit, who started yeah. their own beach in California and their families are just now. And, and that that's Bruce's that beach, beach. Front, Bruce's beach, that family that had their, that property taken from them by eminent domain. And they are mm-hmm. just now as a family receiving that that property back. I just want to say that because they were successful. They had built the wealth. Yeah. They had bought the land. Mm. But the country is kinked. The society is kinked. Hey. So I want to say that so that we don't lose. So we do not lose, you know, sight of what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. So preserve the self, preserve the family, preserve those things, because that has been the wealth that has kept us here. Yeah. And can that we is, just say too to us, I just go, I, I mean, I feel like in this COVID year and on J.L., like we highly encourage a little frolic. Like we highly encourage black people frolicking because we discovered that like this is not something that we're used to doing. And I just want to say in COVID, I feel like uh, some black people have gotten the message and we're on our bicycles more. And hey, guess who brought skates back? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like skates are selling out across the country because we are figuring out that it's more to this life than just. Work. Ooh, all this work. Yeah. All this work. Mm-hmm. All this work. Amen. Amen. I saw so many black people on bicycles this weekend. It made me so happy, y'all. I was just shouting out to them. Like, I see you. I see you. See, I see hey. You got, and listen, these black people got their full biking outfits on. Some of them is doing that racing thing in tandem and they just going real fast. And they, you know, their outfits. And some of us just, it's their families and everybody got a bike. And I'm just like, okay, y'all. We, 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 get, we, get, we get in there. We yeah. appreciate present. Okay, good. Because black folks, you know. We be about that work, getting it done. Got to work, got to hustle, got to get it, got to get it. Hustle hard. And the, the song I love. And the blessing is work. Mm-hmm. For sure. Being able to provide for your family and live some life and do some stuff that's fun. Mm-hmm. Like riding a bike or going to a beach or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is that you like to do. Maybe some of you are big foodies. 
you know, having experiences with fine, you know, <laughs> cuisine, all of those things, you know, that's, more that's books. wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yes. Having the time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're only working, be mindful, friends. <laughs> if all that you're doing is is just working, then it's it's a blessing to have the the work but it's not necessarily a blessed situation if you're not feeling joy. If you're not happy to get up and go and do the thing, even though it's hard, even though you're tired, even though, you know, something has frustrated you. If you're not happy to do the work, then you're working. It's not a blessing. You're just working. Mm. Mm. Now, that part is up to you. How you change that narrative for your life. You know, gentle reminder, we only get one. Thank you so much for listening to J.L, the podcast. Thank you so, so, so much. We are uh, booked and blessed out here. Peace, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents, J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon-Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
take good care and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.